Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Hey everyone, Matt Beamer here. Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week here at In the Marbles. We have a lot to talk about. The first Pocono doubleheader is now in the books and we're looking forward to the 4th of July weekend at Indianapolis. Let's get into it. Yeah, the first double header for Poconos in the books. Unfortunately, there are no fans there. But still, overall good racing, I think, for all three series in NASCAR. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Beamer alongside Preston Lude. As always, how's it going, Preston? It's going. Good, man. Uh, how's life? Life is good. Good, man. Back to work, so... Yeah. We'll How, how's happens. your first day back? Good. Slow, but good. Slow, but good. Well, I mean, a slow day is always a good day in the world of... Right. Yeah. It means everybody else is having a good day. Yeah, nobody's having a bad day, so... Yep, nobody's having a bad day. So... Can't complain there, man. Everything's good on that front. Good. But uh, family good? Family's good. Good, man. Your wife, your wife get mad at you for watching racing all day Sunday? Uh, she was out of town. Oh, good. Even better, man. <laughs> she that, was out of town. It, that makes it so much easier <laughs> yes, to, to at least everyone. Well, that. I what had happened was I went up and visited my grandparents on Sunday. So I missed a decent amount of the truck race, but I had recorded it to go back and watch later. But, I mean, obviously it didn't, doesn't really sound like I missed a whole lot other than a lot of cautions. A lot so of cautions. I did catch the Xfinity race, and I caught the other cup race as well. So... Just yeah. a, it was a good a good day of racing. Let's put it that way. It was way. a good long day of racing. Right. I was surprised that all three series were going to be pushed back. I actually learned that the truck race got postponed because with Jesse Wuji posting on his Instagram and Facebook yeah. and stuff. Didn't bother me at all. No. Just wish fans could have been there. I know. I wish if I was still living in New York, I could have had the opportunity to go there because that's it for Pocono. Well, I mean, like that that would have been a, made for a a great day of. Going in person. Oh, yeah. Like, what if they would have been running specials? Like, hey, this much for all three races for the day, or you can just in and out. Uh, That's what I would have done. Yeah. I would have been there all day. Yeah, I would have too. Wouldn't catch me anywhere else if I had the opportunity. Right. That's great that you're doing well. I'm glad you got to catch all three races. We're just going to go ahead and hop right into it. Auto Racing News. So what do you have for us? I got one thing only. Oh, well, what's your one thing? My one thing is this. There is more chatter on the social media platforms that Stuart Haas 
might be picking up Kyle Larson here soon. That is a big rumor going. And it's just a rumor. It's silly season. We're almost right. halfway through the season. We'll yeah. have our midseason special here in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's coming up quick. Yeah, it's the where silly season's picking up more and more traction. Not just for yeah. Larson, Kozlowski, who's going to take up Jamie Johnson's spot. Yep. Amarola and Clint Boyer's future mm-hmm. in the sport. There's a lot of moving parts here, and I think we got to do a little more investigation here in the next couple of weeks. Make our predictions of who's moving where and what's going to happen. What do you th- What are your thoughts on that? Silly season's definitely going to pick up. As far as Kyle Larson goes, that's a very big. I think it could happen, honestly. I think it could too. I think once he gets through whatever program that NASCAR has, I think he's, I think he's done with through. the program that NASCAR okay. is going through. But he's tearing it up on the dirt. Yeah, I, I see it all the time. That guy is winning. So it's going to be a bad move. Redemption, second chance. Even Bubba Wallace said he deserves a second chance. Now I think he needs to. The come question back. is: Do you think that Stuart Haas equipment is better than Chip Ganassi? Yes. Okay, so then will that play into it? You know. If he comes back, does he come back better than ever? But then better than before, I should say. He won in Chip Ganassi equipment. Yeah. So, so the only driver who really hasn't been consistent to me in Stuart Haas is Boyer. Mm-hmm. Boyer might be on the hot seat. Harvick, you're not going to get rid of Harvick. No. You're not going to get rid of a rookie and Cole Custer if you're smart. You're going to give him time to develop. Mm-hmm. And now Marola, he's consistent. He's going to win a race this year. Bring sponsorship, too. Right. And Kyle Larson, speaking of sponsorship, who would want to take the chance with him? That's the uh, there, the beauty of it. There's the golden know? question right there. Yeah. I mean, are the sponsors going to be backing him? Right. I mean, some, those sponsors have to not only sit back and think about what he did before, but if they take the chance, is he going to be somebody that is popular or wins? Or I, th- I think he's going to be popular coming back. Think so? If he does come back. Okay, well... But we'll see. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's silly season. Like I said, I think our mid-year, mid-season episode is going to be perfect for yeah. silly season predictions. Right. Because we still got a lot more racing to go, and that's yeah. it, dude. We're, the season's flying. Well, I mean, because of the pandemic. Yeah, there's a now lot. Now it's flying yeah, around. It's a lot. Of, now. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. I am, too. But, hey, man. That's all the news I have. It's really slow news it's week. It's been it, a very slow week. You are very right. I mean, other than we did learn the other day that the NASCAR championship, you know, the awards at the end of the season are canceled. So Yeah, I saw that. That was unfortunate. I always look forward to the banquets. I liked it better in New York mm-hmm. where they brought the top ten on stage and they gave a speech. Depending on where they finished, they get a short speech or a longer speech. Right. I don't like the whole two drivers standing up there on one side and two drivers on the other. <laughs> hey, how was your season? It was good. How was your season? It was good. I, I don't like season, that. Season, what is that? I don't I don't like that format. So, that's, I mean, that's unfortunate. Other than that, I mean, yeah, we just know it. Formula One's coming back this yeah, weekend. Yeah, so. I'm so excited, dude. Formula One is coming back. And it's coming to Austria here. Red I'm, I'm going to go ahead and switch to my Formula One notes. Oh. Because I have... The top five and who to watch for. And I bet you in a million years, you can't guess who my number one is. Can I guess the team or no, 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 am no. I looking for a person? Well, you're going to know the driver. It's an obvious answer who's going to be up front. Who's, oh, this is my Hamilton. Top, this is my top five power rankings. So, yes, Lewis, Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton's probably the first one on there at least. Yeah, he's the first one on there. But then my second who to watch for for Austria, Max Verstappen. Okay, I can get down with that one. Very popular driver. Yes. Uh, I mean, he's 
been developing through the years, and he's getting better and better each season. Mm -hmm. I think he's a good contender for the championship in 2020. Third would be Valtteri Botas. I wanted to see that guy go to Ferrari because I like Valtteri ever since he drove for Williams. But Mercedes, I think it's going to be a dominant factor. Oh, yeah. My fourth pick is Charles Leclerc over Sebastian Vettel. Oh, okay. Because I think he's going to be the number one driver this year for Ferrari. He had wins last year. Okay. Sebastian Vettel, subpar season. Yeah. And then, of course, the silly season's going on in Formula One right now, where who's going to take Sebastian Vettel's seat? Could it be Ricardo? Mm -hmm. Could Lewis Hamilton come in? A lot of silly season. We'll get to that here in the next couple episodes. Silly season galore here at In the Marbles. A lot of crazy rumors. But those are my top five of who to watch out for. This week in the Austrian Grand Prix. Can't wait. I cannot wait either. It's been a long time. I was looking forward to Australia. Australia doesn't look like it's happening. No. Looks like they're just staying on the European continent. That's okay. It's coming back. Yeah, as long as we get it back. That's all that matters. That's right. So, okay. So, that was a quick Formula One. My podium is going to be Hamilton, Verstappen, Leclerc. That's going to be top three. Different manufacturers, unless something drastic happens like Germany which was the best race I've ever, ever, ever seen. Well, in Formula One, drastic things do happen, so. And it's summertime, man. It yep. isn't. Oh, man, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's all That's all I got for Formula One. You you want to chime in on that? or No, I think you pretty much hit on it. I think you, Lewis Hamilton is probably a, some, dev, well, Lewis Hamilton is always probably a safe pick to go with unless he has some kind of mechanical problem. Yeah, so. I think he is. Which. Or unless it rains. Okay, that too. Which that's, that's a big one. Mechanical happens. Could, mechanical failure could happen. I mean, I've even seen it on a game before. It no, happens, it doesn't so. happen to Mercedes. Mercedes doesn't have mechanical mm. problems. Okay, well, a video game's different than real life. <laughs> I can assure you of that I can't drive to save my life in real life, let alone a video game. Indianapolis today on iRacing was proof of that. Uh oh. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. okay. So we're gonna go right into that and cover the quad races at. Pocono. Green, green, green. All right, as per tradition here at In the Marbles, we're going to start off with the truck series, which happened on Sunday morning. It's supposed to happen Saturday, happened Sunday. What were your thoughts on the race? A lot of cautions. A lot of cautions, and I got it right here. Nine cautions for 29 laps. It was a 60-lap race. Yeah, and you know what's – see, and that's that's where this comes into play – Maples had texted me and he said, uh, NASCAR needs to look at some of these races, the length of the races for these lower series, like the trucks, because I I, I agree. 60 laps doesn't seem to be long enough, especially if half of it is going to be run under caution. Welcome to iRacing. That is not iRacing in a nutshell, but you know what? I thought it was a perfect length considering how slow typical Pocono is, Mm -hmm. especially in the trucks. I didn't mind the length. I thought it was a perfect amount of race for especially what was coming up, the other Xfinity and Cup race that same day. Well, yeah, day. it kind of works out since it was on the same day. It happened to f- that happened like yeah, that. it worked so. out perfectly. I thought the length was perfect. I mean, it could have been 10 laps longer. Yeah, but so could have the Xfinity and Cup, I thought. Yeah. But overall, I thought it was perfect length, perfect, really good race, and rain played a factor in all races this week and pushing the truck race to s- Sunday and – Causing that trifecta that we all wanted. But here, here's what happened in the truck race. Stage one goes like this. Sheldon Creed, Austin Hill, Tyler Agram, Brandon Jones, 
top four. There was a fifth place driver. He's not listed on the official stats because he was an incumbent, I'm guessing. Mm. Sixth, Grand Infinger. Seventh, Johnny Sauter. Eighth, Zane Smith. Ninth, Ross Chastain. And tenth, Ben Rhodes. That was your stage one. Stage two, all five drivers showed up eligible for stage points. And it goes like this. Sheldon Creed, Christian Eckes, Ben Rhodes, Stuart Friesen, Tanner Gray, Tyler Akram, Zane Smith, Brett Moffitt, Bailey Curry, and Spencer Davis. Top ten. Brandon Jones ended up running the race, and I got something to go on after this. Okay. Brandon Jones won the race. Austin Hill, Sheldon Creed, Todd Gilliland, Ben Rhodes, top five. Sixth, Ross Chastain. Seventh, Brad Moffat. Eighth, Stuart Friesen. Nine, Tyler Akram. Ten, Derek Krause. Honorable mention, Grant Infinger, 11th, and Johnny Sauter, 13th, but also two more. Rayum Brothers Racing and Jesse Ruji finished 28th, and Josh Rayum finished 23rd, both on the lead lap. I'm sure those cautions had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to those two great showings finishing on the lead lap, finished all laps. Your take on the race was not the most exciting race. No, no, I'll be honest. I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but yeah. Well, I'm curious to know how you rated the race. As far as excitement, I gave it a 6. Unpredictability, 7. Competitiveness, I gave it a 7 as well. Intensity, only a six, and then memorability, only a five. So it came down to a 6.2. It was not the best of ratings, probably. Which is crazy to think because I rated it so much higher than you did. Oh, boy. Memorability, eight. Competitiveness, eight. Excitement, eight. Unpredictability, nine. And intensity, eight. Overall, for the truck series, 8.2. See, I mean, wow, we were, we were way different. but Way different, just, but it's okay. It just doesn't, I mean, usually I enjoy truck series racing, but this, this past weekend, I don't know, maybe it just wasn't, I don't know, I didn't really feel that excitement like I usually do. Like, I always enjoy watching the trucks. Like, it's always a good race. I don't know, I just didn't really feel it this time around. It was okay. It happens, buddy. Yeah. All right, going on to Xfinity, our first race, or second race of Sunday. I enjoyed it just as much as I did the truck race. Again, cautions played a factor. Nine cautions for 31 laps out of a 91-lap race. 60 laps ran under green flag conditions with a couple red flags thrown in there. Top 10 go like this for Stage 1. Austin Sindrick, Ross Chastain, Justin Allgaier, Myatt Snyder, Michael Arnett, Chase Briscoe, Noah Grayson, Riley Herbist, Justin Haley, and Daniel Hamrick. Top 10. Stage 2, Allgaier again, leading way up front, finished first in Stage 2. Austin Sindrick, Noah Gregson, Daniel Hamrick, Riley Herbst, Mike Ornette, Myatt Snyder, Ryan Sieg, Brett Moffitt, and Jeremy Clement. Now, what was crazy about that is the winner of the truck race, Brandon Jones, was in the Xfinity race. Mm-hmm. Going off the high of winning a race. Lap one, wrecked. I mean, he got a win for that day, technically. He got a win for that day, but he could have had two wins if he would have kept the wheels on it. But Chase Briscoe really stood out to me this race. One of... And I just noticed this, one of only two Fords in the field, him and Austin Sindrick are the only two Fords in the field. It's the rest of Chevys and Toyotas. For Stuart Haas Racing, did a great job, led a lot of laps, spun out with a flat tire on lap 72 while leading. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Lucky breaks. That caution got him in the fresh set of tires. Another caution, bunched the field back up, and he was able to win. Awesome job. Congrats to Chase Briscoe. Top 10 go like this for the final results of the race. Chase Briscoe, Ross Chastain, Jeremy Clements, Myatt Snyder, great run for him, great run for the rookie, 
Michael Arnett, Justin Allgaier, Brett Moffitt, Timmy Hill, great run, Riley Herbist, Jesse Little, round out to your top 10. Ryan Sieg finished 12th, an honorable mention, but Junior Motorsports came and showed up. Unfortunately, there was a big wreck there. Yeah. At the end, that got caught up Daniel Hamrick in it. That stuff happens. As we all say when these things happen, when there's a wreck, well, that stuff happens. It's racing. Yep. And congrats to Chase Briscoe. How, how would you rate the race? Well, the Xfinity race is the race that got the highest rating all weekend. All weekend. Out yep. of all the action. Yep. Oh, let's hear so, it. So, uh, excitement was seven. Unpredictability, seven as well. Competitiveness, eight. Intensity was a seven. And memorability was a six. So, it came out to an overall seven. Wow, overall seven. That's the highest? Yep. Man. I'm about to let a e- lot of people down around either here. Either I'm very generous or you're just being selfish, man. I it could be both. Because here's how I rated the race. Memorability, 8. Competitiveness, 9. Excitement, 9. Unpredictability, 8. And intensity, 9. 8.6 for the Xfinity race. Okay. All right. I thought it was a great race. Cautions, whatever. A third of the race. Doesn't matter to me. Great race in between them. Mm-hmm. I thought. Man, that's surprising, man. Yeah, wait till you... Uh... Wait till I get to the cup races. Yeah, wait till you get there. Saturday we had... The first of two cup races. Yep. 325 miles at Pocono. I thought it was the perfect amount of distance considering they're going to race well over 600 miles in a weekend, 675, give or take, to be exact. Mm -hmm. So I thought 325 mile was great. Maybe a little shorter, but if they do that, take away the stages. Yeah. Because I like Sunday's race, and I'll tell you why once we get to Sunday's race. But Saturday's race, to me, seemed like a glorified 325-mile test. Okay, I think I can agree with that. And I say that because of this. Everybody was tiptoeing because I knew they have another race the next day. Yeah. Save your equipment. Save everything you can. Don't push crazy hard. If we don't win it today, we'll win it tomorrow. Was I feel the mindset of every team in the cup garage. So I thought it was a glorified test session in a way but it that ended up being my lowest rating of the race of the weekend as well but before we get into that well stage one goes like this joey logano eric Almarola, ryan blaney kyle bush chase elliott kurt bush matt benedetto brad Kozlowski, alex bowman and eric jones for stage one stage two eric Almarola, joey logano martin Turex jr ryan blaney matt benedetto great run all day for matt benedetto Alex Bowman, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and Chase Elliott. As far as the rest of the race goes, it was a quiet race, as we both know, but yeah. Kevin Harvick came away with him win his first win at Pocono in his 52nd career cup victory. Harvick wins the race, Hamlin second, Amarillo third, Christopher Bell fourth. Great run for him. We'll wait till the next race to talk about his woes as well as Kyle Bush's, who's finished fifth in Saturday's race. Martin Truex Jr., Clint Boyer, Michael McDowell, great run for him. Happy that for him. Brad Kozlowski, Chris Buescher, rounds out the top ten. Honorable mention has to go to Matt Benedetto finishing 13th in the Wood Brothers forward. In the top ten all day, just missed the cut there at yeah. the end. But what were your thoughts on Saturday's race? I mean, your glorified test session is one way to put it. Honestly, it was not a standout race that I thought maybe it could have been. And I think because a lot of people were tiptoeing. I think that Saturday's race at Pocono might have been, to, in my opinion, the most boring race of this year so far. Okay. 
Yeah. I, I told you. I mean, it was going to happen. I told you I was coming out with it right here. So You did. <laughs> and I didn't think, I mean, again, all your ratings have been low. This is my lowest rating of the whole weekend. Well, then let's hear what yours is first. Excitement, seven. Memorability, eight. Intensity, seven. Competitiveness, seven. And unpredictability, seven. Overall, for Saturday's Cup race, 7.2. Yep, I got lower than that. Is it a five? It's not a five. Okay. <laughs> well, let's hear it. So, excitement, seven. Unpredictability, six. Competitiveness, seven. Intensity, six. And memorability, six as well. So, came out to 6.4. So, it's you might as well just call out a six. Yeah, I could. I mean, we can round down. No, we're not going to round down. I like the points in there. I like the point <laughs> system we have. That's unfortunate, man. I thought it was, again, build up for Saturday. Glorified Ted's session. Everybody knew exactly what they had, and they could change a few things. More rubber's been laid down on the track with the trucks and Xfinity racing. I thought it was personally a better race than that eight cautions for 32 laps out of a 140-lap race, which is a lot, but they still had 180. Eight laps under green. Mm-hmm. So a lot of time to spread out and everybody know what they have. Throw pit strategy in there. And what I liked about this race more so, if it was a fuel mileage race. Yeah. I liked the fact that it was a fuel mileage race there at the end. People pitting when they pit and all the strategy going on brings me back to the old days of racing. That's what I really enjoyed. I agree with that. I miss the, uh, the very, those old days of pit strategy. But it seemed like it was... Put, everything was put on the line. I think it was a great overall race. Top 10 for stage one goes like this. Kurt Busch, Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, whom I thought was going to have a great rest of the day. Kevin Harvick, fourth. Brad Keselowski, fifth. Matt Benedetto, sixth. Chris Busher, seventh. Marty Drex, Jr., eighth. Kyle Busch, ninth. Cole Custer, finishing in the top 10 in stage one. Stage two, Brad Keselowski, Eric Almirola, Ryan Newman, Marty Drex, Jr., Ricky Stenhouse, Jr., Kevin Harvick, Austin Dillon, Kurt Busch, Matt Benedetto, and Denny Hamlin. Coming down to the race win, fuel mileage. Everybody's pitting. Hamlin just pitted at the right time, ran the laps that he needed to. Denny Hamlin wins up winning the race. Kevin Harvick second. Eric Jones third. Chase Elliott fourth. Eric Amarillo fifth. Matt Benedetto all-around good weekend for him. Top ten. Yep. Another top ten for him. Finished sixth. William Byron seventh. Clint Boyer eighth. Alex Bowen ninth. Martin Trex Jr., 10th. Matt Kenseth, it will be the honorable mention for me, finishing 12th. Wasn't quite up there, but he was up there nonetheless. He was in position, I feel, if he needed to. But man, bummer for Christopher Bell getting caught up in that wreck. I thought he was going to have a chance at the win. Yeah. And Kyle Bush's winless streak continues. And that team's got to find something soon. Man, I mean, everybody else, except I think Eric Jones has a win. Um, Marty Turex Jr. has a win. Denny Hamlin has a Four or five wins now. Yep. Kyle Bush is just. I can't uh-oh. imagine what is going on in his ra- on his radio during these races. Yeah, I heard the radio active for Pocono, and when he got in the wreck, he, you know, two teams said, "Are you okay?" And he said, "Whatever." Yeah. So mm-hmm. bummer for him, but that was definitely my highest rating over. Or it wasn't my highest rating. It was up there with the Xfinity race. Competitiveness, 8. Excitement, 8. Unpredictability, 9. Intensity, 8. And memorability, 9. 8.4 for the cup race. Some good ratings there. I'm going to make a lot of people angry at home. And I'm talking to the fans at home. This is uh, another low rating. Let's put it that way. All right, let's hear it. 
It was higher than Saturday's, but by not much. Excitement 7, Unpredictability 6, Competitiveness 7, Intensity 7, Memorability 6. So it came out to 6.6. I I don't know. I was feeling some type of way this weekend. I just was not... I don't know. The racing was just not up to what par what I wanted it to be. I guess we're on two different playing levels. To be honest with you, I'd much rather have the high horsepower, low downforce package back. I felt like that made better racing Yeah. instead of this low horsepower, high downforce package, which is horrible to me somebody brought up to me that the xfinity series nowadays always looks like they're moving faster than the cup series on tv and it was awkward i agree with that i couldn't say anything because the only time i've seen the cup series on the racetrack was the daytona 500 and they used last year's restrictor play package and they were flying Mm -hmm. and it was amazing amazing watch i don't know nascar just uh not saying i Discree well, I I would disagree with some ways NASCAR goes nowadays, but just uh, maybe the racing will be better this weekend at the Brickyard. Let's hope for well, me at well, least. Well, speaking of that, let's get into the Brickyard now. So now we got a doubleheader Saturday and somewhat of a doubleheader Sunday, not at the same track, but we got at Indianapolis. We have the Indy cars and Xfinity cars racing the road course at Indy. We got the Grand Prix at Indianapolis that starts at noon on Saturday, and then. At 3 o'clock, the Xfinity race starts. These races for the Brickyard are going to be on NBC. So it's not going to be on Fox like normal. For some reason, they're going to NBC, but then we'll be back next week on Fox for a couple of weeks, and then we'll start handing it over to NBC, which I like their coverage better. I like, I don't know, it might be the music. <laughs> the I like soundtrack. <laughs> I, like, I like the soundtrack for <laughs> NBC Sports, NASCAR and NBC Sports. But then Formula One's races will be... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Show your good side to the world and get rewarded. Become a plasma donor at Griffles and receive up to $800 your first month. You'll help save the lives of millions of patients. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. At Austria for at a 910 start for that. And in the Brickyard 400 will be, and this threw me away, a 4 p.m. start. And before we get into that, I'm going to get into this. Here's my who to watch for the Indy Grand Prix, the Indy cars. Okay. Simon Pagano, Will Power. Six races have been ran at the road course at Indy for the Indy cars for this Grand Prix. Simon Pagano has won three. Will Power has won three. So there's my top two to watch. Takuma Sato, Scott Dixon, and Ryan Hunter Ray round out the top five. Haven't seen much of them on track this year except at Texas. But I think those, Simon Pagano, Will Power, put your money on them. I think they have a good shot at winning right? because those are the only two who've ever won on that configuration. Now we go to Xfinity. This is a bit difficult. I went through a few years of road courses, and here's my top five. Chase Briscoe won the inaugural Roval, knows how to get around road courses. A.J. Allmendinger, that guy lives on the road courses. Yep. Justin Ogier, Austin Sindrick, Noah Gregson, honorable mention, Ross Chastain. Okay. I like that. That's good. Flipping in my notes here, the cup race. I, I went back at Indianapolis for five years, and I took five pieces of paper, and I laid them out. 
started finding trends, and these are the top five that I feel run the best in Indianapolis. Kevin Harvick, average finish of fourth. Put your money on Harvick. Yep. Put your money on Hamlin, average finish of seventh. Kyle Busch, either wrecks or wins at Indianapolis. However, 16.2 average finish. Joey Logano, surprised to me here, 5.6 out of five years there at Indianapolis. Ryan Newman, another surprise to me, 12.6. And my honorable pick keeps coming up, but I think he's going to have a shot here, the Benedetto. Okay, I like that. And just to reiterate a Formula 1 here real quick, Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, Valtteri Bottas, Charles Leclerc, and Sebastian Vettel. Now, who do you have? So I only did Xfinity and Cup because I don't really keep up with IndyCar very well. So well, I, And it surprised me when I started researching it more that Simon Pagano and Will Power have only two drivers have won that race. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of seems like slim pickings on that side of things. So, <laughs> But anything could happen in racing. Right. Um, so as far as Xfinity Series goes, I kind of have a little bit of the same what you have too. Chase Briscoe. For sure, like we said, the Roval, we saw him win at the Roval, like really good. We saw A.J. Allmendinger win at the Roval. Was it A.J. Allmendinger that won? Frisco won the first Roval event. That's right. <laughs> boy, I, boy, I'm really that's, messing my history up today. That's why I'm here. Well, <laughs> I try to get it right. I'm 99% right. What about the other 1%? Everybody's human. Okay. I'm not perfect. <laughs> I'm human. <Okay. laughs> I love I'm just, it. I'm just saying, man. Chase Briscoe, Noah Gregson, Austin Sendrick. I have A.J. Elmendinger in there as well. I put Daniel Hemrick in the top five. Nice. And then my dark horse is Michael Arnett. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Especially Michael Arnett. That's a heck of a dark horse. Yeah. Uh, definitely a heck of a dark horse. Uh, as far as the Cup Series side goes, almost kind of mirrors yours as well. Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin up there for sure in my top five. Now, these don't reflect my actual uh, fantasy lineup. I could tell because, your uh, fantasy lineup We'll get into fantasy later, but holy cow, if if nobody does something, Beamer on Beamer is going to run away with it. Yeah. But continue. So after those two, uh, I have Joey Logano as well. I threw Ryan Blaney in there, and I threw Chase Elliott in there as well. And my dark horse is William Byron. I was almost about to say Chase Elliott is going to be my dark horse. But nah, he hasn't ran there enough, I feel. And not saying he can't win it. Yeah. I don't even have Kyle Busch in there. I think he wrecks this weekend. Again? Hey. Maybe it's just not his season. Maybe it's not, man. It's 2020. It's weird. 2020 is, hey, we're on the back half of it now, it, so. It, oh, it, it's the downhill slope, people. We're <laughs> going to get through this. I promise you. So, I'm looking forward to it this weekend. We'll see yeah, what happens. I am too, man. Can't wait. I've always I've been looking forward to this. They switch out this day for Daytona, which is kind of a good thing because I think Daytona would have lost a lot of money. Yeah, in this, and not saying that Indy isn't, but I think I think it's going to be a good show. Good running in July. Track's going to be different, but it's going to feel it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I can't wait. Make sure to check this out. Remember, all races will be on NBC this weekend. What about Formula One? Is that ESPN stuff? That is still ESPN. Okay, and that's what time on Sunday? Nine ten. Okay, so that'll be first, and then whenever the Cup are- race comes on, about twelve hours after that, less than twelve hours after that. Yeah. Preston, we haven't had a debate in a while, and I've thought of a good one the other day. Okay. Who is the best driver in NASCAR? We'll say the Cup Series, just the Cup Series. Who has never won the Daytona 500? The 
best driver out there. I know mine. Okay. I know who I'm going to pick. I'm going to try to convince you and the fans of the show that this driver is the best driver, without a doubt, and that driver is Tony Stewart. Okay. Three-time Cup Series champ, 2002, 2005, and 2007. 308 top 10s and 15 poles. 618 starts over 18 years. His best Daytona 500 finish was second in 2004 behind Dale Earnhardt Jr. And I think he is the best driver that's never won the race. Okay. I think that's a, that's a good uh, that's a good pick. I like that. Who's your pick? Well, it was there were a couple out there. I had to kind of think about it. But one that really stands out to me, at least, Mark Martin. That's a good pick. And, and, Cinder, and that, everybody pulled for him. No matter what people say about any driver, you go up to a fan now and they say, you ask who their favorite driver is, typical question for any NASCAR fan. Mm-hmm. And they say Mark Martin. Nobody says anything bad about Mark no, Martin. I don't think I've ever heard anything bad about Mark Martin. Not ever. a word. That was my uncle's favorite driver and good on him. I, I liked watching Mark Martin race. I'm glad you got to see him win I got to see him win the All Star race in two thousand five. But I, I like that pig. That's gonna be a tough one to defend. Yeah, I mean it's just he was definitely a you know, a, a decently popular driver in NASCAR. Very just popular never driver. Won a championship well, let's see. Runner up five times. Yeah, that's he just couldn't do it, and no, I, for couldn't. one reason or another, man, he was just a. And he almost had that one Daytona five hundred. What year was that? Two thousand seven, I think it was. And and Harvick beat mm. him, just barely beat him, and I was so bummed about that. I was really. I now, think everybody was pulling my, for my part. My dad actually sent me that. I was in Iraq at the time, and he sent me that DVD and. Everybody was around me watching this race because it was the only thing to do. Yeah. In Iraq. Everybody thought it was a lot of fun. I thought, oh, man, I just made a lot of NASCAR fans. I didn't. Oh. It was just something to do. Right. But that's a tough one to defend, but I'm here's my reason for it. Tony Stewart has three championships, multiple race wins, as we saw, as we talked about, 49. Mm-hmm. But he just couldn't get it done. I mean, he either ran very well at Daytona. Top fives, top tens, a few, a few top 20s. But then his last three finishes, 2013, 2014, and 2015, 41st, 35th, 42nd. Wow. In 2002, he finished 43rd, not even finishing lap three, and his engine blew. Mm. And the only reason I remember that is because that was one of the first seasons, as I talked about in earlier episodes, that I remember that 2002 season was awesome. Bummer, man. I, 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 everybody's favorite going in, it seemed like it was Tony Stewart. Just wasn't meant to. But yours is good as well. I'm curious what the fans would think. Yeah, I would I'm, love to hear what the fans I'll have send to say out, about I'll it. send out a poll. Who's your, who do you pick out of us will win that? I, th- I think it's Tony Stewart because multiple-time champion, not to diss Mark Martin on that because he tried hard and he's a good racer, a three-time champion, won the Brickyard a couple times, won all these crown jewels. Yeah. Just couldn't get Daytona on the resume. And I know that probably haunts him. Technically, he has a Daytona 500 as an owner with Kurt Busch. Yeah. But it's not the same. No, not at all. So, yeah, I'm obviously definitely curious to hear what the fans at home think. But I I think it's Tony Stewart because of just his feats in NASCAR, Hall of Famer. He's done it all in the world of all the racing except Daytona. That's mine. I think it could be close. I think it will be, too, but... I think I kind of agree with you, though. I think people oh, okay. probably side Tony Stewart more, a little bit more. Yeah. Well, who's your other pick? 
It was either between you said a couple. You either said it was Mark Marnie or uh, Rusty Wallace was another one too. Now see, there's a good one because he has won a championship. Yeah, but has none. No wins on restrictor plates. That would have been a tougher sell. Yeah, because he for wasn't. Sure. He wasn't known as a restrictor plate racer. He was just known as a good, tough, old school racer. Yeah, but I think Rusty Wallace would have probably been better than Mark Martin. But you already said Mark Martin. You picked Mark Martin, man. Yeah, Mark Martin can't go. I don't think you can go wrong with Mark Martin. You really can't. But at the same time, I, I feel bad for him. He's never. He's deserving of a championship. Definitely a Hall of Famer. Just a couple feet away from getting that five hundred. Oh, I mean inches. Yep. Inches away. Mm. It's such a bummer. Let us know what you think. We'll put send up a poll on Twitter and Facebook when this episode drops. Let us know what you guys think. I, I think again, I think Tony Stewart's gonna win it, but I'm curious to see what the fans would think. We'll see. Well, Preston, that was our debate. Nice and simple. We don't have a movie review this week because we pretty much front loaded all the good movies. I now need to start watching the ones that I perceive not to be so good. <laughs> and give you guys that I'll take that bullet for you guys. Because I feel like I have to. It's my job. When I say it's my job, it's my hobby. Yeah. And I'm volunteering my, sacrificing my time, and so you won't have to. Unless I say it's good. It's a hidden gem. Yeah. But we'll see. But if we got nothing else, Preston, we're going to go ahead and hit our final thoughts. Very short episode this week. I think productive. Yep. You know, we're looking forward to Indy. But we'll get into our final thoughts here and wrap it up. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go. One lap right here. All right, of course, like as in every In the Marbles episode, we have to go over our fantasy standings in the Marbles 2.0 at NASCAR.com. Beamer on a Beamer, dominating. I keep saying this, but it keeps he keeps just inching away further and further each week. I don't know what he's doing. He might be just listening to the pros because he's probably not listening to us. No. <laughs> Beamer on a Beamer, 2,464 points. SMR R&D. 2,414 points, 50 points difference between the top two. That's going to be a fun race to watch this season. I'm looking forward to it. I'm in a distant third with 2,288 points. Meep Meep is one of my favorite names on here. I don't know who, <laughs> where, what he changed it from, but he's doing great. 2,215 points. S Blades, 2,146 points. SMR Operations, 2,092 points. I'm disappointed in you, Preston. Yep. If you were fourth, I can understand. But it looks like we need... Who's SMR R&D? Uh, that would be Maples. Yeah, we need to get him down here onto the show. You know, you're going to lose your spot if you're not careful. Maples I is going to take your spot. I know, it's not I mean, good. In, in all fairness, Beamer on a Beamer should come here and take my spot then. Because <laughs> he's just doing great. Crunchy Enterprises, 2,022 points. 43 and me, 1994 points. Jay Waka Flocka, 1867 points. Wiregrass Racing with 1607 and BK Racing 57, 1548. I think that the bottom two haven't been updating it because I think I've read those numbers at least three weeks in a row now. Uh, it could be possible. There's your top rankings for In the Marbles 2.0 for that $100 Amazon gift card. Looking forward to giving that out at the end of this season. Now we're going to get into our one of my favorite portions of the show, Driver of the Week and This Week in NASCAR. And for Driver of the Week, Formula One's coming back and racing in Xfinity and IndyCars are racing at uh, Indianapolis Road Course. I saw my first Formula One race on that road course in 2004. Michael Schumacher won that race. And Michael Schumacher is our Driver of the Week this week at here at In the Marbles. And here are his stats. And this is... And, Amazing to watch. I, I'm sure you watched him growing up, Formula One. 
was always there. 17-year career in Formula One, 1991 through 2006, and then retired, came out of retirement a few years later in 2010, raced a couple more years till 2012. 306 starts, seven-time world champion. Only other driver to do that, Lewis Hamilton. 94, 95, then he came into Ferrari. 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, and 2004. Couldn't stop him. They were the Mercedes of the day. It was fun to watch. In fact, 2004, as I stated, saw him win one of his 91 wins there in the Indianapolis U.S. Grand Prix, actually. 91 wins, 115 podiums, 1,566 career points. His first race came at the Belgium Grand Prix. His last race came at the 2012 Brazilian Grand Prix. First win at the 92 Belgium Grand Prix. And last win in the 2006 Chinese Grand Prix. He drove for Jordan Benetton Ferrari, as he's best known for, and Mercedes. Michael Schumacher, your driver of the week this week here at In the Marbles. I like that. You know what's and something funny. So I've decided that we're gonna forego this week in NASCAR. Okay. Since Formula One is returning. I like it. This week in Formula One. And it just so happens that I found this before you even told me what the driver of the week was gonna be. And we're gonna go all the way back to the two thousand one French Grand Prix. And it has to do with Michael Schumacher. I'm trying to remember that race offhand. Okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm curious. So, Michael Schumacher. Oh, I think I know. I think I know. Takes the win after early leader Ralph Schumacher lost ground with a slow pit stop and Juan Pablo Montoya had an engine failure. Ralph was still able to finish second ahead of Rubens Barrichello, who had to fend off David. I think you see it. Coulthard? Yep, Coulthard in the closing laps as the McLaren driver recovered from a penalty for speeding in pit lane. Man, I I miss the David Coulthards, the Mika Hakkinen's. Those guys were fun to watch. David Coulthard, I think it was in the French Grand Prix. I think it was probably 2000 or 99. Back in the day where it was the host country's responsibility to do the broadcast. Mm -hmm. And here in the U.S., of course, there's a seven-second delay for language and other mishaps that might happen throughout the course of a live production. Right. In France, they didn't have that. And I think it was David Coulthard who got cut off. Somebody made him mad. And he expressed to that driver that he's number one. <laughs> I'm sitting there as a, I think I was 14 at the time, 13, 14 at the time. And there's David Coulthard telling this other driver he's number one, if you know what I mean. And I, hey, Dad. You just flipped him off. He's like, and my dad's very conservative, and he doesn't want stuff focused on bad things. And he's like, I get it. You don't have to announce it to the world. I'm like, Dad, he just, <laughs> I started laughing. He said, that's inappropriate, son. But, yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I, I miss the old days in Formula One. But, again, we can't go back there. I like the what they have now. I'm yeah. curious to see their new designs coming up here in the next couple of years. I think everything's been pushed back as far as that. Till 2021, along with the Gen 7 car. Everything's been pushed back because of this thing. So I'm looking forward more so to 2021. I just want to get 2020 over with. Yeah, Again, we're on the I down- think everybody wants we're to. We're on the downhill slide now. I think we're going to be fine, folks. But Preston, do you have anything else? I know I did a lot of talking, but you didn't really do much, man. No, I mean, you, you just, just gave You just gave low ratings. Hey, that's uh, that's what I'm here for. Uh, well, that's hey man, if you if you rate the race like that, you rate the race like that. It's quite yeah. all right. No, I'm uh, I'm excited for this weekend. I'm looking forward to the brickyard, but I'm more 
looking forward to Formula One finally coming back. Formula One, Indy, NASCAR, good trifecta of racing going on. All kinds of different racing. Oh, we- and I forgot to tell you something. Uh-oh. I went to Myrtle Beach Speedway for the first time last Saturday. How was it? I want to go back. I mean, it's a four-hour round trip for me. For us here in Somerville, it's a four-hour round trip. Not horrible. No. And we got there. We saw the Pro Trucks, which is like the truck series, but looks like old Craftsman truck trucks. Okay. And it was awesome. Nice. And I'll post up pictures of it. Couldn't tell you who won because it's an older facility. You don't have programs. And it was like, oh, it's fine. One, one, right. It's like... I have no idea. <laughs> the PA system's a little. The PA outdated. system needs to be updated. <laughs> maybe have a maybe have a scoreboard there. You, I think the track can justify that. Yeah, but it was an awesome historic track. Knowing that Dale Earnhardt Jr. raced there along with a few other up and coming late model guys, we didn't stay for the whole thing because we would have gotten back really late. Caroline and I, but I had a great time. I want to go back. I like the pro trucks, and there's a picture I'll show you guys online. The trucks coming off four wide, two rows deep. It didn't work out well. A couple of trucks got wrecked. I'll have to, uh, we'll have to uh, check out how the schedule looks and uh, maybe make it up there. I would love to get up yeah, there make it up it closes there. down. Uh, yeah, well, according to people up there, it's not closing down. Oh, okay. According to people up there, they're just going to reroute the roads in order to make it more accessible. Because well, I read somewhere it was shutting down at the end of the year. Yeah, there was an article that came out that talked about it was going away. So we're going to have to reconfirm that. I'm hearing mixed things here. Maybe they switched it. The city of Myrtle Beach said, no, nah, we need it. Yeah, maybe, and, and if I'm they do, so. maybe they'll update it then. But even if they, I mean, either way, I'm, I'm, it really does need updating. This, this grandstands were ghetto. Really? Like scary ghetto. Like oh. there are grates there at the bottom of the, where your feet go, and you stand up in there, and you're like, I'm afraid that I'm going to step on this one, and I'm going to go right down to the bottom, fall Thanks, 20 boy. feet. Yikes. It, it was so scary, man. How many, uh, how many laps did they run? For the pro truck, 50. 15? Okay. And they didn't count cautions. And I okay. like that. And for the first quarter of the race, with that big wreck being a red flag and a lot of cautions, and I was looking at the scoreboard, and it wasn't ticking. Mm-hmm. Hey, okay, then. We're doing this. And it was a fast race. It's a, five, a .538 mile track. So it wasn't that long of a race. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Hmm. So if, you ever, a- if you're down here in the South Carolina area, get a chance to go to Myrtle Beach. It was cheap. I think fifteen bucks a ticket. They have grands. They have food, all that good stuff. Everything you would expect at a local store track. Go check it out, Myrtle Beach. And you know, so before we, you know, we leave for this episode, I did remember something that came out the other day. Did you hear that NASCAR is going to experiment at the All Star Race with the quote unquote choose cone? I heard of the choose cone. I just wanted to do more research on it. Pretty much what I understand it is. I don't even know how to explain it because I've heard of it. It's like. Drivers get to choose to drop back or go forward. or So how it was explained to me, which Maples kind of gave me a short explanation because I think he's seen it happen before, is the leader gets to choose what if he wants to restart on the inside or the outside. Which is a rule right now. Yeah. And then everybody else after that can still choose whether or not they want to start on the inside or the outside. So it's basically you getting the start in whatever line you want. So I kind of asked him if the leader... So let's say the leader restarts at Bristol. We know that... Usually the high line is kind of the faster line at this point. So yeah. if the leader chooses the high line and a couple other guys choose behind him, 
I mean, he's, it's talking about like people that are further back in the field have a chance to get up front. So if everybody decides to line up on the outside, maybe a couple of people that are way in the back say, hey, we're going to go line up on the inside, and then they'll be all the way up the front. So you're saying that people like the Timmy Hill, let's say he's 27th. Right. But in Red Bristol, and he, everybody takes the high line. Let's mm-hmm. say the first 20 cars, just to be keep it simple. So you're saying he's going to go from 27th all the way up to pop probably instead of about maybe what tenth, yeah. So and he'll restart tenth. Yeah. So okay. So when I when Maples had texted me and I said, "Hey, I need that rule explained to me because I've heard it too and I don't hear anything." So he said that when they come to one to go under the yellow, they'll have a point on the track where they can choose which lane they want to restart. He says he gives guys deeper in the field the chance to gamble and see if they can pick up track position by starting in the less desirable lane. He says a lot of short tracks have gone to something like this. Yeah, but NASCAR isn't short track. So I asked him, I said, so what if everybody chooses the bottom then? Is it going to be a single-file restart? Yeah. He said yes. You're just going back to single-file restarts at that point. And what was Hoofblaw over a few years ago going double-file and lay up cars to the back? Yeah, so who knows if... NASCAR goes with the way it is, or if they kind of come up with their own version. Well, the great thing, great thing about the All Star race, especially at Bristol, you get to test it out. Yeah, and if you like it, great. I guarantee you, if I don't like it, they'll know on the fan council. Oh, one the first one to tell them. Oh yeah, I'll respond right after the checker flag falls. Like didn't like it or like it. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be different and make me probably even want to go to Bristol even more. We'll see. Buy a ticket, sixty bucks. Can't complain. No. I think I'm like, oh, we should go. We'll talk about that later. So, Preston, you have anything else before we wrap it up this week? Nope. Send it home. All right, buddy. I want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen to us this week on our 41st episode. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And make sure to email me for that 50th episode idea for a chance to get an Into Marbles t-shirt. For Preston Newton, I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you so much again for listening. Have a good rest of your week and be safe out there. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.